You wouldn't go fishing to catch a bird. And you wouldn't start a podcast without a really good microphone, just like the Shure SM7B right here. Well, this podcast is sponsored by Shure Microphones. Welcome back to the Gear for Music podcast. Today, I'm actually in the Gear for Music studio for once, and I'm joined by an amazing guest, a guitar virtuoso, someone who plays the guitar so incredibly well. It is Nick Johnson. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm good. You, I almost watched you... Uh, come face to face with the floor there. <laughs> yeah, but, so this, uh, this stool just broke and I almost died. <laughs> it, was, it was very nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's, yeah. it's, it's great to be here. I've never, I've never done a proper in-studio yeah. um, podcast. In fact, I think the only podcasts I've done have been over um, some horrible Zoom yeah, okay. or Skype situation yeah, where I guess there's no microphones been, yeah, and just a bunch it. of people over talking in, mm. in delayed bad time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to work so out nice like when, when you should say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to do it in nice to do it in person. Yeah, I mean to be fair, it's the first time I've done it in this studio because oh, okay. the last couple I've done it like out on location stuff, talking to a few people around and about. But right. obviously like I said, it's so nice to actually have yeah. you here. So it's great, man. I'm, I mean, I'm first stoked. of all, let's let's obviously talk about you. So Obviously, you're a guitarist, a songwriter from Canada. Yes, um, I yes, mean, yes, yes. First of all, how, like, can you take me through your kind of, like, journey of how you got to, like, where you are today? Like, where absolutely, did that start from? Absolutely, yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, well, it depends on how, how deep you want to go, I guess. It as, as deep as, how, uh, as, as you want to How many layers share. we want to peel back here yeah, in yeah. the Gear for Music studio. Um, <clears throat> well, I come from a very unmusical family okay an extraordinarily uncreative family to be to be honest shout out to the johnstons you know i actually i found out kind of years later after i started playing and and didn't didn't have any sort of creative north star in my family i found out years later that my grandfather actually played guitar but that was long after he had passed and i found a guitar in in my uh, grandmother's um garage and i was like why wasn't i yeah, we didn't need alerted. to tell you about this. Why was I not alerted <laughs> to the fact that there was another uh, creative individual? Anyway, going way back. So mm. I um, I was bad at everything growing up. Mm. If I'm just really going to be honest with you. I, I was terrible at... Finding it hard to... Uh, uh, I was terrible at everything. I was bad at... Um, as a Canadian, you know, you're, you're sort of born... <laughs> you're sort of born into having to play hockey. Okay. And if you skate on your, your, uh, your arches or, you know skate weird or yeah. look weird playing sports you you essentially are made fun of relentlessly okay. so thankfully i could skate well but mm. i hated sports okay yeah yeah yeah. i'm not very good at and i still hate sports <laughs> uh, i'm not very good at ice skating i've tried i'm terrible <laughs> I, i'd be yeah people would make fun of me all the time if it was. so I, I i played hockey and mm-hmm. you know did that whole thing and then i guess roughly at what, what year this been 2000 or so i had a neighbor that moved in and i was um i was 13 mm. And I found out he was 14. Now, I'm sure it's similar here, but when I'm 13, eighth grade, 14, ninth grade. So that could be like, that might as well be an ocean apart. You know, he's going through puberty. He's got maybe some acne, a little Mm. bit of chest hair. His (laughs) voice is changing a little bit, you know. I'm sitting there on my front porch. I watched him move in and and I I could kind of hear at some point some some guitar coming from the basement window. He had his window open. And I got up the courage one day and I walked over and I, I, you know, and did an analog text, I guess. I knocked on the front door <laughs> back when we used to do that shit. And um, he came to the front door and he was like this big, tall, scary dude. He had real spiky hair. He's mm-hmm. kind of into punk music and stuff. And I kind of looked up at him and I said, can I, you know, can I watch you play guitar? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, come on in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, oh, just, just dispel the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the sort of fear immediately. And I watched him play and then he let me pick the guitar up and I just mm. said, pick a note. And I just hit the open string and I yeah. 
I moved my finger and the pitch went up and I just... Mm. So then I begged for a guitar. Can I please have a guitar? And, and, you know, I got into it. It was a red, I'm trying to, I guess it would have been sort of a Fiesta red okay. uh, Squire Bullet. Nice. Uh, a, used, a used Squire Bullet and I had a Fender Frontman 15R. Mm. Had the reverb. Mm. But I remember that amp was weird because it had a bunch of paint stains on it. So it must have been, uh, must have been a used amp. <laughs> Unless Fender was doing some some strange uh, model at the time. Anyway, so that was my gear for a long time. I also bought a uh, a Korg. I it's one of those kind of first or second generation Korg tuners. We'd plug into. Oh it. yeah, I know exactly what you oh, mean. Oh, those things. The batteries it drained the batteries in five seconds. Yeah. So that was my that was my rig. Mm-hmm. My rig. Way. Yeah, and then and then eventually I bought a uh, on, on a whim. I had I had about fifty fifty dollars I'd saved up from God knows what, and I bought a. Uh, a DOD grunge pedal. Nice. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I think I know that one. How old are you, by the way? I'm 28. Okay, so yeah, I'm 36. So yeah, you probably would be around when that one was still kicking. That was, it was like a pinkish. I think, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it sure was a pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had that. That was my kind of, that was my little corner of my universe for mm-hmm. a little while. And then I used to go over to a friend's place and I'd plug into his dad's PA, my my grunge pedal directly. In his, it just sounded horrible. But I love the sound of 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 guitar and mm. and playing with people and loud noises and stuff. So I, I got really into it really quickly. I was, I don't know. After the first few days, I was I was I was glued to it. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I loved even um, I loved the whole. Ri- <laughs> I still kind of like it. Mm. The ritual of, you know, taking the guitar out of the bag, put it in my mm-hmm. little stand, and uncoil the cable, make sure it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Plug in everything, and I was always like, oh, I'm like, I'm performing. You know, yeah. the whole idea of it. Anyway, so I got real into it, and then. Um, just from there, I I I I joke sometimes that, you know, the greatest gift my parents ever gave me was isolation. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just to say, on your room, on your own, and just yeah, like they just kind of let as me long as, as long as you can. Exactly, yeah, they just kind of let me do my thing, uh, which is nice because I guess that's kind of where you find your your love for an instrument like this. Yeah, like locking yourself away and really just playing on your own, playing your favorite songs and learning your own songs and learning what you can and can't do on the guitar. I think so, yeah. For, for me, it was more like uh, I was just such a, a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. I was such a... Um, I had no you know, no confidence <laughs> as a kid. Mm. Uh, I didn't know... You know, I went, was going through puberty, which was very confusing, and just like being a teenager, I was very sensitive. Being in high school and not really kind of feeling like I fit anywhere... So it wasn't even so much about like learning how to play the instrument. It was just it was just feeling like learning how to feel uh, like I belonged somewhere. Yeah, I understand that. You know, yeah. and 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 there's something really nice about an instrument where it can be a you can be in a, in a boat in the middle of the ocean by yourself. Mm. It's a solitary pursuit sometimes if you want it to be. Mm. And you know they kind of my folks and my my brothers. Um, I'm sure they they have memories of hearing me practice, much to their annoyance. Uh, but they just left me alone, mm. and and it, whatever, go do your thing. They saw that I was enjoying it. They saw it was making me happy. So I I, I just kind of leaned into that. And then at some point, you know, I just started trying to do stuff with it. Yeah, uh, I had some friends that played. I would work up the courage to play with them. And so what? J- just off. Oh, that sure, as well. yeah, sure. Um, so when you when you started like learning at that early age, like what? Because for me, there's a time where I got to around about 15, 16, and I was like, yeah. right, this is it. This yeah. is what I want to do. Okay. Like what What point, where did you get to in your life when you're um, like, this is, this that's, is it now? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, I never really had that 
conversation with myself. No, I know. I never, kind of I, I never thought happy. of it like that. Yeah, I, I, I never thought. I didn't know what a musician was mm-hmm. because I didn't know that was a job. Yeah, <laughs> I got. Yeah, I grew up in a real small town. It was a little town called, if you can believe it, it was called Rockwood. Nice. That's a that's rock. A, that's a wood. guitar place. You know, a child of Canadian suburbs, my destiny was to play an instrument. I suppose alone in my room. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know you could be a musician. I thought you had to be. Uh, I thought you had to be. Um, a schooled, educated, you know, if a classically trained. I thought you had to be. This sounds funny, but I thought you had to be a professional musician to mm-hmm. to be a musician, which makes no. It's like the logic was eating itself. Yeah. It didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't. I didn't. First of all, I didn't realize you could do that as a career. I know you can make money off it, mm. but I, I just. It was just really. It just made me feel good. So I just was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. It makes me feel good. And then I started doing it more. I started doing. It six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. I started getting a little bit better at it. And then just at some point I I, I was like, hmm, what can I do with this? And then I graduated high school and I wasn't going to go to post-secondary. Didn't really have any money and I didn't have anything I was interested in. I had a lot of friends that went off to business school or, you know, started working at a car dealership or got married, had kids, whatever. I was just kind of sitting at home like, well, I like guitar. Mm. So I, I... I went out one day. My my parents said, "Don't come home till you get a job because this is ridiculous. You you what are you doing?" Yeah. I was like, "I don't know." So I <laughs> I basically I begged to to get a job teaching at this this little store, and I I started teaching guitar a little bit. Oh nice! And that's what then got me into learning learning my 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 ABCs, so yeah, all my theory. theory, and and yeah, and trying to because you know you get a student in it and and he knows just a little bit just a little bit. Um, less than you. Yeah. So you're like, oh, then I could teach you what I know, uh, but then you're like constantly uh, trying to keep up. <laughs> it'd be like week to week you know I'd have the student come like, I was working on uh, I was working on you know trying to build these chords off triads and I'm sitting in my mind like I, I know that term mm, yeah I'll be right back I'm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to the wash I'd be like what the yeah, like, so I started using the Mixolydian scale and you're like um who's, who's Lydian who, yeah <laughs> I don't know her um but but I think I think at a point it just it just slowly you know I I it's it's interesting, I guess. I, I get asked. I was asked last night at the clinic. This this young kid was at the show last night. He was but seventeen. He goes, you know, what adv- what advice can you give me to mm-hmm. be a mu- like? How can I be going down this path? Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't honestly didn't know what to tell him because my experience with music, everything has been. There's a certain level of chaos, mm. and there's a certain level where I've left everything to chance. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not great at planning the future. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at foreseeing things. I just think I just try to be um, as prepared as I can. Yeah. And I try to feel like I'm getting myself and I'm trying to feel like the situation I can get into is not going to kill me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I worry about my health a lot. I'm, I'm, I have some health issues. Okay. So like, is this going to be a good thing? Mm-hmm. Not just for my mental health, but for you know, my physical health, yeah. my, like all that stuff. And And I don't, I don't know. Even in a, like if I was to start now and be to go through the whole thing, I don't even know what the steps are. Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be so different, right? Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. Like however long ago it was, and, and then that, now, and that's a cool thing. There's something really, really, really awesome about that. You know, the the music industry or, or just being a musician, it's a lot of times I looked at it as a giant, just a giant brick wall. Yeah, you know, and and I would see I would see friends and I'd see people that would, you know, they had a, a way to climb over the wall, or they just would walk around it, or they'd. Mm-hmm you know, dig under it. I would stand in front of the wall and just smash my head into it yeah. until I was able to get through it. Yeah. And that's just kind of been it. Mm-hmm. I've just 
tried as many things as possible and just, oh, so there's like a chaos to it. Yeah, there's no right or wrong yeah. way to do anything, really. Totally, it's just yeah. kind of, you're on your own, you're on your own journey as, as a musician, as a guitarist, yeah. ever, and you just kind of have to almost find your own way there. I think so. If you can. I think so. I, I think there is, there's a really interesting self-discovery. And man, as a sensitive, introverted, I guess, uh, you know, very, very emotional kid, mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff wasn't appealing about being a musician. I didn't yeah. want to tour. You don't I didn't, I didn't want to play in front of people. Yeah. I, I had no, I had no interest in performance, mm -hmm. which is interesting because, you know, I suppose there, 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 there was maybe a definition at one point where that, that is what you were as a musician. You, you, you go want. and play music for people. Yeah, and you entertain, you're an entertainer. But for me, it was just, it was just about feeling good, mm -hmm. feeling normal, and 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 finding a way to, to to just block out all the, the you know, the the stuff in life that, just was terrifying and overwhelming. So it's it's just been kind of a, a a path of like, okay, I want to get better at the instrument. I want my songwriting. I want my ear to grow and I want to feel things. Mm -hmm. But I also have to pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once I did step, you know, out one foot, in front, you can hear I'm a Canadian, eh? Out. Uh, <laughs> one foot in front of the other, it, I realized, oh, actually, I do like doing that. I do like playing in front of people. I, I like, I like um, the, the thing I enjoy the most about it, I suppose, is when I see someone or I talk to somebody after performance that feels like they could maybe do it too. Yeah. Because they were scared or they were terrified of it or their parents told them there wasn't going to be a career for them. Or I like inspiring people. I yeah. think I think that's that is the the most satisfying thing for me is you know, oh now you want to do that? Cool. Yeah. And and maybe I can help you do it. Because yeah, you're getting yourself up on that stage, you're, you're playing your songs, you're you're doing everything. I guess that's how we all start, right? Like you're doing the things that they want to be able to do. They want to be able to play guitar like yourself. They want to be able to perform in front of these people like yourself. And yeah, you're inspiring people to yeah to to go and do that. And I think I I was listening to a podcast before with um, Matt Healy from 1975, and he said a similar thing. It was like you know the main thing he wants he wants people to will watch his band and go create a band. Oh, he wants wow. them to go out and he wants oh, them to cool. see like, oh, we can do that. Yeah, um, that's, that's which cool. I guess is a kind of similar thing to you saying. Yeah, um, I, I just think it's such a layered, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a difficult thing to to wrap your head head around if you if you you have that neat you want to do it so bad but you don't know, know where to start. I think yeah. it's such a difficult thing and and if if you're just able to kind of shed a little bit of light into, oh, maybe you could try this or that. Then that, I'm happy. I've I've made maybe made someone feel like this is something that is not as difficult as maybe their friends told them or their parents told them or or historically we've been yeah. we've been led to believe. So Any, I mean, anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. So I mean, saying that, like, what when when you were that kind of age that things influenced you? What was your influence back then? Like what yeah. was what was an album or a song or an artist that really like just kind of clicked? Oh you? yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I you know I from from the from the get go I, like because I said I, I was I was very interested in in um in making things normal in my in my world a little bit. I was setting a standard that was just so unrealistic. The the, the standard I suppose I was trying to to, to reach the the. You know what I was trying to strive for was was extremely unhealthy, because um, I was like tr I was I was really just interested in in playing as as well as I could, and I yeah. discovered pretty early on some of the some of the shrapnel label groups. Some uh, Ingve was one of the guys I first heard that 
It's like, oh yeah. Like technique, you mean? Like trying to play as fast and as like... No, not as fast. You know? Just just to sound like you had a command on the instrument okay, and yeah. a precision and a... I mean, you listen... I, I don't care what anybody says. That first Ingve record is still some of the finest recorded mm-hmm. guitar playing. I, I I defy some people to show... Anyone to show me better. Mm-hmm. Like truly. You know, especially a, an 18-year-old kid who was doing that in Sweden. Yeah. You know, before anybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um hearing someone like that and hearing his story and, and hearing hearing what that what that sort of self-isolation and that that um he was very singular at the time. You know, yeah. he he launched a, a billion other guitar players careers, of course. I was just really interested in 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 proficiency mm-hmm. and 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 you know, there's great. There's players you can play. I mean, anybody can play fast. It's, that's not. That's not hard. It's. It's playing. There's a level of intent. Yeah. And when you play something aggressive or fast or with the sort of a burst of energy or speed, is it can't just be, you know, kind of a scrambled mess. It has to have precision, the clean. Yeah, it has mind. to have intent, and it yeah. has to have just this a beauty to it. Mm-hmm. And and I I heard poetry in his playing. I heard, I heard music. Yeah. I heard. Uh, I mean, that first one specifically rising force was it's that's a devastating record as a 15 year old to hear yeah when all you've heard what was on the is what was on the radio at the yeah. time yeah yeah what was on the radio at the time had there was no solos mm. you know i started playing guitar in 2000 it was when new metal had just yeah, limp biscuit roamed the world yeah, you know they, yeah there was there was Paul. no guitar solos and i didn't like any of that music it just mm. didn't it just didn't i wasn't angry it didn't connect to me i didn't like the downtune stuff i hear i would I didn't like the fashion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I heard, I just heard somebody who was treating the instrument like a, like a classical instrument almost. Yeah. And that spoke to me because it, it, it was, oh wow, there's, mm. there's something here that. Kind of getting like his emotion out through what he's yeah, playing yeah. onto. Yeah. And, onto and, like and I mean, he, all these yeah, other guys stuff, were right. playing with emotion, obviously, but this, there was just something that just appealed to you, to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, from there it just was like, okay, well, if you've discovered one of them, it just it unlocks it unlocks all of them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I just I would I was ravenous. Mm-hmm. I had a voracious appetite for guitar music, mm-hmm. and and you start to learn you start to learn who's a true artist mm. and who's just kind of like just coattailing. You know, okay. you start to figure. You know, and then you know, I got into like it's like who's this Stevie Ray Vaughan guy? What's, what's <laughs> everyone talking about here? And you know, I I, I I the first thing I heard from him was I bought the. Uh, the du- there's a double live record he did at uh, Montreux, mm. and the first the f- it's it's really cool because the first if you've seen it the first DVD or album or CD whatever is you he because it, it was it was essentially a folk festival at the time the Montreux festival it's, uh, it's yeah festival. it's a jazz jazz festival yeah yeah folk and jazz at the time and he gets booed oh really he goes up and he's yeah. he's up there playing Hideaway Freddie King song he's up there and, he, and they're booing him mm. he's smoking a cigarette he was so cool he's up there and just he had a hat like this too actually he's up there playing his <laughs> Strat he's smoking a cigarette. You know, they're booing him, and he's just like, and they leave. Okay, whatever. He comes back on the second disc, and you hear Tommy as Chris Layton. No, Tommy Shannon goes. Uh, no, Chris Layton goes. I think he says three years ago. To, three years ago tomorrow. Anyway, it's like they're back, and they yeah. start off with uh, Scuttlebutton or something, and everyone's just going crazy for him. And there was just something about like, oh, that's that's guy's a true artist. Like yeah. he was here, he did his thing. They made, they let him know they didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just he kept doing what he did, yeah. and, he, just and he came back and yeah. look at that. You know, so I okay, guy like that. I looked at a guy like um, you know Eddie Van Halen, who who yes. he listened to those first couple records, mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's like inventing. Yeah. He's boiling his guitar strings so they stay in tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's carving shit out in his instrument. Yeah. He's <laughs> blowing amps up. He's an inventor in yeah, a lot of ways, totally. you know. He's an innovator. Of, yeah. Of so I, I look at them like, okay, that's that's another one of these guys that's the, kind of the true artist. And then, and then the other the other guy that I I was absolutely in love with um, was was uh, was Jeff Beck, mm-hmm. specifically um, post throw the pick in the garbage Jeff Beck because um, what I love about him in that era too uh, have you seen the live at Ronnie Scott's uh, I DVD? think I've seen some watch it top to bottom I used to watch it I watched it almost every day for a whole year it was, I was obsessed with it and the thing I loved about it and this is again that kind of true artist thing is I loved he would come out and you know he just baby powder <laughs> cuts his hands yeah you know picks his guitar up there's no treble they turns all the treble down he's got a you know Marshall amp and he's just like you you don't know if he ever practiced yeah you have no clue and you hear him play and you're like okay he's making it sound the guitar sounds like a harmonica now yeah. you make it sound it sounds like a horn mm. it sounds like an engine revving it's mm. and he's playing with Vinnie Colaiuta you know one of uh, one of the Zappa pedigree like and he's playing with just these incredible jazz musicians but he's just kind of like a blues rock guy yeah Maybe he was working on a big block engine in the dressing room. I don't know. He just had this kind of, this thing, this like, so all these guys to me, I guess the theme was like, they had this like level of street in them where they just, not, maybe it wasn't always right. Yeah. They're kind of doing their own, their own version of, yeah. of what has already been done before in a way, yeah. but like making it interesting, making it cool and going going against what like might be the rules. Yeah. There's a level of like, like fire breathing with their yeah. playing. And then, you know, the guy that tied it all together though, there was one, one guy that kind of took all the guitar playing, um, which I like, but I didn't, the, the, the truth of it is, and this is maybe going to get me in trouble. Is I actually don't like, uh, a lot of the writing from mm-hmm. these players. I, I thought they were all great players, but the music, I would listen to the music and I was like, okay, doesn't really speak to me on that level. However, the guy I got into that, that, really made me go I want to do that was Pat Metheny okay yeah so when I heard Pat Metheny speaking of now I think that was 2002 that record came out I, I might have been what was I 15 or 16 when I heard that record mm-hmm. I remember hearing um, it was an the song opens the record it's called As It Is and it's just a very simple melody but the way the evolution of the song under, like now hearing a guy who's like not just using harmony and pitch and everything, but he's using dynamics. Yeah. And he's using, like, this guy could arrange. I mean, Pat has, like, 30 Grammys or something. It's mm-hmm. so, like, you listen to this guy arrange a melody, or you listen to how he leads a band, or how he builds a piece of music. Yeah. And, you know, they all have long, extended guitar solos over extremely difficult chord changes, but that wasn't necessarily what I cared about. I was just obsessed with, here's the most amazing guitar player, but he's just playing a simple melody. Yeah. And it's, it's just making me cry. Why yeah. is that? It's almost like the story of the song. It's the story of the song. Yeah, there's a full, there's a full arc to this piece of me. Yeah. I don't like everything he does. Like mm. like any artist, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's ups like and downs. Yeah, but yeah, totally. as a whole, I I, I remember thinking, I want to I want to do that. Yeah, and that's I, then I got into playing because I, I don't know him or anything. I don't know that much about him. I've kind of kept him at arm's length. Mm-hmm. I do think, from what I've heard, he writes a lot of his music on piano, which is why I started doing that too, okay, re- yeah. real young. Because I realized like, oh, I have all this technique, but I'm not d- saying anything. It's such a different way to write a song on a piano than it is on a guitar. Absolutely, like, yeah. It, it, obviously, the way you phrase certain melodies and the way you play chords, because, you know, 
with a guitar, usually you're doing what root fifth third kind of thing or seventh on top of that. With the piano, obviously the basic is regular triad, root third fifth, and then you're kind of building on top of that. Yeah, so it I, is a completely different. It's way. a completely different animal. You know, the biggest thing for me was you just you pull out any like I you pull out your blues licks. Like yeah. you can't play, you can't you. Can't. All that shit. It's, you, yeah. At least I can't. It's gone. So yeah. now, okay, well, you can't bend. There's no unless you've got like a pitch wheel. Yeah, like <laughs> mo- most most guitar rock guitar is dragging one foot a little bit behind in the blues. Like mm-hmm. it just is what it is. It sounds good. It's comfortable. We grew up listening to it. Is yeah. but when when you sit at the piano, even if you don't know theory, you're talking about triads. Like even if you don't know that stuff, and and you start maybe experimenting or, or not knowing theory and the mystery of like, how do I get these black keys to work? Yeah. There's just something, there's something so interesting. There was something a little bit mystical. And, and then, and then when you start kind of making headway with it, you start working it out, you feel it's like really it's cool. Done. Yeah. It just changes everything. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what maybe got me in was originally it was just proficient guitar playing mm. played by guys. I could tell had a, a distinct musical DNA and seemingly uh, launched, you know, like Ingve, he had his whole school that he launched, and Eddie, I mean everybody, yeah, Stevie Ray, Hendrix, all this stuff. Like, you know, going back to some of that stuff, it, it was more just like hearing, I suppose, a or or seeing a photograph of somebody's soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. and that, that and that to me is is what still what still sustains me. I I, I don't follow a lot of the, the modern guitar scene just because you are what you eat. And I don't want to be listening and consuming guitar all the time. Mm. But there's a few guys that I, I see what they do and I hear what they do and it makes me go like, I understand you a little bit because yeah. even if I don't know them, I, I feel like I understand them because I know what it has taken to get the, develop a bit of that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. It's yeah. very, yeah. It's just, it's a whole thing. I don't know. It's so, ridiculous. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a lot of guitar bass music out there. It's but the insane. one thing I think with guitar is, I mean, something that I think most guitarists kind of almost dream about when they're a kid and they start playing guitar is like, oh, I wish I had my own signature guitar, mm. right? And you've got that. In Did the, you, was that something you wanted? Oh yeah, I would love my own signature oh, guitar. Yeah? It'd be so yeah. cool just yeah. to get to like sit down with with a, with a brand, whoever, and just kind of design something oh, that wow, is actually yeah. made for myself. I mean, so with this, obviously you've got your your Nick Johnston Schecters. Do, yes. um, obviously you've got the, the, the S-style and the T-styles here. But hmm. there, so I mean, can you tell me a little bit about how you even got into, like, how did this come about? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, it's interesting, like, you talking about, I, have, I had no interest in, in a signature model. Mm. I, 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 had, I had no... Um, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer yeah. the the guitar. I just feel like a lot of guitarists almost dream of that. It's like, oh, I get to build my own guitar. Yeah, no, I guess that... a lot of people do because they buy like parts and they make. Yeah, like you a... can do make a parts cast. Yeah. yeah, I never had I never had that 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 dream just because I I didn't think I I would um, you know have anything to to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was I to improve on what had already been perfected back by Leo Fender, right? Yeah. You know, I was playing I was playing Fender guitars for a long time mm-hmm. and. and um, I was at a point in my career, I suppose, but 2014, I put a few records in. I'd just done an album called Atomic Mind, and I, I had some real, real cool musicians playing it. There's a band from the UK called the Aristocrats, mm-hmm. well, Guthrie's band, essentially. And I had them as my rhythm section yeah. on that record, which was like, okay. So I wanted to I wanted to try and venture out into maybe, you know, building a little bit of a following and, and um, maybe start working with a brand. I, I had some friends that were working with brands and stuff, and I really didn't know much about that. And uh, I'd befriended a couple couple Schechter artists just from um, just from the internet and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. 
one 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 guy that I became real close with pretty quickly was uh, was Keith Marrow, who's also a Shakhtar artist. And he asked me, "Who are you who are you working with?" I was like, "I'm working with anybody." He goes, um, "Man, it'd be really cool. You should you should uh, you should check out Shakhtar because he had just had his his uh, I guess first I guess he started it'd be ten years or so this year next year with his, with his model." Yeah. So he was doing well with them, and, and he he said you should think about Schecter. And I didn't know anything about them other than they were like the new metal brand, you know, yeah. Papa Roach, yeah, kind of, Cold yeah. Chamber, Power Man, Five Thousand, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where you see it a lot, especially in those. Yeah, yeah. I just stuff. didn't understand that music, so mm-hmm. it didn't appeal to me. So I got in touch with Schecter, and they sent me a guitar. And um, like I said, I'd only known them as these the brand that did the Hellraiser and the yeah. Almond and the Damien and the you know the very the Sinister the Gates anti-religious yeah. names of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sinister Gates, of course. Yeah. Um, anyway, they sent me a guitar. It was it was based off of what they used to do, and when they were just a mm-hmm. Sunset Custom, they were doing custom shop guitars and parts replacements, and you know back when they were doing stuff for, um, which is where the PT Pete Townsend comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingve used to play them at one point. Um, you know, Prince stuff made by my Schechter and all that stuff, and you know some of the builders, the pedigree like Tom Anderson came from that school, John Sir, ja- uh, James Tyler, yeah. all these guys were were from. Checked it. You know, from this. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there's a pretty cool, there's a pretty cool, like, you know, like I said, legacy or, yeah. or, or um, background on this, on this brand. So I had the guitar and it was just sitting in a case. It was a custom shop guitar. I didn't play it for a while because I was afraid of it because I had a, I had a guitar I'd saved up for years to buy. It was a Fender custom shop guitar and it was, at the time, <laughs> it was a beautiful guitar. So they finally said either play it or send it back. Mm. I was like, oh, that's very that's very disrespectful of me. I should try this guitar. And it was by far the nicest guitar I'd ever played. Mm. Bar none. No question. And um, I loved it so much. Um, I was kind of raving about it to them. And and um, there's a really interesting cast of characters over at Schecter in uh, Sun Valley, California. It's a very small team. It's a, it's a small, huge company. Small, big company, yeah. if that makes sense. I think I've seen quite a few like YouTube videos and stuff. I think... Um... Uh, Rob Scallon did. Yeah, I almost uh, called him Rob Scallion. Scallion. For a second. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not on Rob Onion. He's yeah, Rob Scallion. <laughs> yeah, I saw like Rob Scallion do like cute, uh, a few YouTube videos. Where they yes, yeah. Rob has Rob has uh, that the model with the cool little anchor inlay mm. on it. That's a nice guitar. And the international sales rep um, Ryan, mm-hmm. who's here with me today, um, <clears throat> he's a very, very he's an anomaly in in this industry. Yeah. Because he actually, as an international rep or salesman mm-hmm. or you know head of the international sales, he actually goes internationally to these places and he meets with distributors and dealers. And I know that's very boring to those of you <laughs> listening. However, it's very interesting because I was essentially invited to tag along as a clinician. Yeah. And that's not really a job anymore. It's mm-hmm. not really a thing. Yeah. Anyway. He asked me to come with him. The first place I went was was China. And I, I live in a country where it's either too cold, Canada, mm-hmm. or it's too yeah. humid. Yeah. And the guitar has to thrive in that environment or else, you know, you're going to be... You're going to be setting it up all the time. Yeah, you're going to have fret ends poking you, cutting your hands. And I've had like that F guitar, that mm. the big F guitar I had, <laughs> even though it was a beautiful instrument, it had a lot of problems. Mm. And I was like, this, this is ridiculous. I paid for this? I was very frustrated with that guitar. Yeah, especially when you spend in like almost like three thousand. Too much, right? too much for yeah. that. It's yeah. psychotic. Anyway, so I get I get the guitar and it, it, we, we, he took me out on the road and you know I did a clinic tour across Asia, Southeast Asia, and, and I didn't change the strings. I didn't have to barely retune it. I checked the guitar in a gig bag. I under the plane. Yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah, 
and it's fine. It's yeah. always fine. So I get home with that first guitar. It was just a, the black one they sent me, and I was like, "This is amazing. I love it." And they said, uh, "We want to we want to relaunch the custom shop because mm-hmm. they really hadn't done much with it in 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 a, in a while, and we kind of want to relaunch it with you as yeah. the face of it in a sense." And you just not like, those Whoa. words. <laughs> well, yeah. At first, I didn't understand what that. I was like, I don't know "What are you talking about?" My yeah. career, you know, Schechter has always been very su- successful, but. You know, the custom shop, nobody really was talking about it. It was kind of down here, and my career was down here. Mm-hmm. And it just was like the perfect timing yeah. to, to, to relaunch. And then they said, do you want to do a signature model? Mm. And I was like, I'm, I'm a nobody. So, I mean, yeah, of course, but I, I don't understand why. And we just kind of took what I liked about it, and I just added a couple things here and there. And I mean, so, I mean, um, if you can tell me what, sure, what yeah. is something that you you changed? Or yeah, I, well, I you know, the, the, the thing about it was I wanted something that looked... Traditional, very yes, traditional. But but I wanted something that looked um, like it would stand out. Yeah, but not to a point where it would stand out enough to where it screamed. Yeah, me. Yeah. So the fir- I remember being in the custom shop and, and I saw the neck that I I, I use on all my uh, custom shop models. The neck was hanging up. I was like, wow, that's really cool. What is that? And you know, the Shigeki, the uh, the builder there, he, he the custom shop. He goes, it's a Wenge neck with an ebony fingerboard and these cool brass inlays. He just hammered them in there. And I took it and I was like, wow, it's, it's a real nice porous neck. You could feel the wood grain. Mm-hmm. And we were just putting bodies up against it. I remember putting like a white one. It looks really good. And green one or blue one, red one, whatever. And I found an old body and it was like a, in, a, in a box, like it, mm. you know, from the 90s. And <laughs> yeah. we put it up to it. It's back when Schechter still did the, yeah. the, in, uh, the input it, jack on the, like on the front of it. Coming out. It was crazy. <laughs> and I remember being in the room with the VP, Mark, Ryan, Shigeki, and a couple other guys. And we just kind of matched it up and it was, everyone was like, holy yeah. You know, and you look at that guitar and, and it, it still is very visually striking. It's still very unique looking. So I wanted something that looked cool, more so for me, because yeah. I wanted to be inspired by the instrument. I yeah. don't really hear the difference in tone woods. I, maybe I'm missing frequencies that everybody else seems to have. Um, I don't hear the difference. I wanted something that looked cool and felt cool. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing you wanted to feel. God, yeah, like, absolutely. And I didn't want my I didn't want my name on it. Like I don't want my name on it. There's that's a little a, inlay on the back, yeah. an etching. I don't. But that's good though, because it's subtle. Because there's times where like I see signature guitars by people, and yeah. it's got like that like big signature on it, and you can clearly tell it's their guitar. Yeah, and, and I it's didn't like want that's it, cool I, and all, but I want it to be me. That's like, right. Yeah, like you know, I I I suppose there are a couple examples that I just I'm not going to mention them, but I just I looked at them. I'm just like that's too much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but you know, and just some of the body shapes. I'm like, I don't understand why you would do it. it does, it's not even comfortable. It's like it mm. looks cool. Maybe there's some. It's memorable, but it's very. There's no functionality to it. Yeah. So I want it to still be functionality. Uh, I like. You know, I love. I love. We were talking about before. Just the, I love the inlay. The inlay. I amazing. love. I, I love the love exposed that. stress wheel. Yeah, I love. I, you great. know, getting rid of one of the tone knobs. That's the one thing I hate about. I say hate. I I don't really like too much about Stratocasters is the three. It's like that. It's too close to the. It's to very the close. It's like well, he, I can't. Like quickly do what I need to do because it's had, just yeah, in the way. I had gotten you know I had gotten used to it because I played it my whole life. But I was like, there's got to be there's there's another way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you just I just pull and most people don't even use the tone knobs. No, most people don't even know they're there. <laughs> On full. Yeah, done. <laughs> so I, you know, and this because there is just the master now. I I tend to use it more because hmm. it it's it, it it's a little bit more like the engine room of the guitar. You know, I I I wanted that ebony fingerboard. I yeah. wanted that that um, that Wenge neck. I wanted, I wanted to just have a guitar that was going to perform on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um yeah it's not that's, that's, too heavy yeah that, we, that's we, what it's all about really exactly, it's yeah. like you can go out every single night on on your tours on stage and it's gonna work and it's they're always gonna just, and it looks cool it looks they look great i mean i love the colors of them as well i mean yeah that was what was fun is i wanted old car colors or or, or kind of like ice cream yeah colors i was gonna say they kind of like uh influenced by those kind of old style kind of car yeah old old my dad was my dad's really into old cars and stuff mm-hmm. so i would always you know i was around that shit all the time and then um and then, you know, I just, I remember seeing like that first one, it was like that mint green kind of look. Yeah. I, I love the names you give them as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a bit different. The naming, you get a bit the naming the thing just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, some of them I wanted to, to be a little bit more obnoxious, but they were, they were too over the top, yeah. but. Um, you get a bit like crazy <laughs> with it and call it like, I don't know, like, um, like ho- house music color or like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Purple dragon. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, crazy. That's, that's, we're going too far at that point, but. <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. It was up to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a crazy name. <laughs> yeah. So I, again, it's just, you know, the guitar at this point, it kind of speaks for itself mm-hmm. in that it, 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 um, it's in its, I think, eighth year now, and yeah. it hasn't really changed. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're beautiful guitars, and I love obviously you've got the the, the PTs. Yeah, and, which um, same kind I, of story. You yeah, know. I love those those style of guitars. Like for me, like that's usually my kind of thing. Um, I mean, it just a, a question because sure, obviously you've sure. got the, the the classic styles here. Would there ever be any kind of thought of obviously maybe because you don't really play them too much, but would there ever be any thought of like a like a little offset? Uh, well, we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've talked about it. I, I always ultimately decide no. We talked about uh, like doing a baritone guitar. We talked about all sorts of stuff. I, I don't, I don't. Are really, you into it? No, it's I mean, it's not, it's not really. It's I not just don't really, do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there's like, no point putting your it, name. It would just be very know. like. Uh, it would be a, nice. There's a, it would be cool. Okay. <laughs> there's just a level of like uh, some capitalism in that that I don't yeah. like. I'm just trying to sell it for the sake of it. And yeah. It does it's disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah, you still want it to be your thing. And yeah, like I want to still play it. I want to, I want people to know that it's it's an instrument that I, you know, I'm not just trying to capitalize on on the success of this one. It's like the reason why I play this guitar is because it's what I play. This podcast is sponsored by Shaw Microphones. Do you want your podcast to sound this good? Well, then you should check out the iconic Shaw Microphones. They have these microphones like the SM7B, the SM58, the SM57. But wait, there's more. They also have in-ears, headphones, and wireless system. There's everything you could possibly think of for streamers, podcasters, and musicians. So check the link in the description so you can see the full range of Shaw products from Gear for Music. Back to the podcast. Finally, what we're going to do is with these guitars that you can see here in front of us, we're actually going to get Nick to sign them. Oh! And then on the Gear for Music website, you can actually go ahead and you'll be able to purchase these guitars <gasps> from us. So it'll be double signed by Nick. Double uh, signed? Because yeah, of course. It's the already got your signature the on there. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you want to go ahead and just uh, get signed to them. All right, let's and, do it. Um, I'll, I'll try and ask you a couple of questions at the same time. So, first of all, obviously, there's tons of amazing guitar artists out there at the moment. Uh, what is one that really stands out to you currently that you almost take a little bit of ins- inspiration from yourself? Oh, that's easy. That's stuff. David Maximichich. Uh David, I love you to death, my friend. Um, he he's uh, he's ex- extraordinarily gifted. Uh, not just as a player, but as a composer, as an arranger, as a uh, instrumentalist, as a human being, <laughs> and and uh, I've had many. I, I did some touring with him years ago, and and uh, we just we just bonded so uh, beautifully. Me and me and David. He put a new record out. He finished his 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 long 
standing Below series, Below Four, which is is a, an absolute masterpiece. And um, you think about where you're going to sign that one. You're going to sign it on the body. Easy peasy. Nice. And you know <laughs> he he's 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 just he's amazing. He he's unbelievable. Uh, in terms of just pure guitar playing, I would say uh, one of my favorites is uh, is Mark Lettieri. I think Mark is incredible. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, that's there's. I mean, there's, there's tons out there. there there's right? so many. There's just so many. It's just you know it, anybody that that is also doing it with great music is just it's worth listening to. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean. Just go on Instagram now, I guess. <laughs> so it I seems guess. to be where everybody's really thriving. There's a cool uh, Australian guitar player, James Norbert Ivani. He's, okay. he, he does some really interesting progressive stuff. I like him a lot. He's a talented guy. And I like James too. He always sends me his new stuff to check out, and it's, it's always a treat, always a pleasure. I just did a camp with uh, a couple great guitar players too, with Tom Quayle and Jack Gardner and Andy Timmons. Jack's, Jack and Tom, I'm not sure. Obviously, Andy's been around forever. He's a legend, but um, say... I don't need to say much about him. He's basically as good as it gets. But, you know, seeing Jack and Tom do their thing, that was pretty incredible, pretty inspiring. And they're uh, a couple of your fellow countrymen too, I believe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, you know, it's 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 good. Guitar's in good hands these days. There's a lot of amazing There's players. a lot of amazing bands out there. And I mean, you know what? I don't, even, I don't even know, I don't even know the half of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not the guy to ask, I guess. But I mean, thank you so much. Oh, obviously, yeah, like course, I said, these have been signed by Nick himself, as you just saw. Um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, and, uh, sorry make... if I rambled too much. No, like, no, honestly, smokes. it was great talking to you. So thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to, obviously, like, comment, and subscribe down below. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.